Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. At Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. going on everyone welcome in to a brand new episode of snaps your favorite or i hope one of your favorite at least something that you enjoy doing every day a daily college football show i am one of your hosts uh t-bob abear as always i'm joined by the devilish devilishly handsome aaron murray aaron the f-boy fade looks in extra f-boy today how we feeling dude you look good you know what the funny thing is, our our or the the lady I see to get my hair cut had to deal with both the Murray boys back to back today. I didn't know that my brother was coming in hot right afterwards. Oh so God, she had to do two F boy haircuts in a row. I feel bad for her having to spend an hour and a half of her day dealing with the uh, the Murray brothers. So, but I do feel good. Week away Look from my up. first game next next at two got a double header next week. Two football games. I can't announce them, so don't say it, T Bob. I don't want to get fired by the big empire. Nope. So I had to get my first haircut of the season to get ready to go to get back on TV looking fresh. Hell yeah, man. Um, well, you look great. Hey, I got a question. Why are your brother's arms so much bigger than yours? Are we going to do something about that? What's going on here? I did do buys, tries, and shoulders today. Okay, there we go. But he's just bigger than me. I will admit Josh is bigger, better looking, Not more better athletic. Looking. Not better looking. No, no, he is better looking. He is better. Um, also, uh, more athletic. I don't see his name anywhere on the record books. You know, so you know, stop this false humility bullshit. All I said, he's got bigger arms. I'm smarter and I'm the harder worker. Okay. Okay. Never mind. There we go. <laughs> um, we'll start as we should start every show. We screwed up yesterday, but with our YouTube opening comment. Remember, you comment on yeah. any of our YouTube videos and. Brum, uh, you know, casts a net over them and sees what we should highlight. Uh, Blake Walter says, you know, Snaps is back in midseason form. When T-Bob says something, it gets Aaron going with some cogent analysis. Then T-Bob cuts him off to talk about a topic on genitalia. Hell yeah. <laughs> what else do you come to Snaps for but uh, juvenile crude humor with interspersed college football takes? With that in mind, Aaron, we're going to continue our college football preview. I had so much fun sitting with Dan Mullen yesterday, but ended up taking up the whole episode. Yeah. So today, we'll break down two more conferences. We'll give you our Big 12 predictions, our Pac-12 predictions as well. But before we get there, it's week zero of college football. And uh, being the insane old man that you are, Aaron, you were like, I hate week zero. It's week one. This game matters to people. It should just be week one. And I was in the shower yesterday morning. When a thought came to me uh, to explain to you, 
What's you're that? Thinking me, you're, you're thinking of me in the shower. I appreciate I mean, that. you know, it's by extension, yes, because I was thinking of a conversation that we had, and I figured out the perfect analogy to describe why it's week zero and not week one, and it goes back to Taco Bell. Uh, I'll never forget, probably a little under a decade ago, there was a Taco Bell story where they got in trouble because their beef was not actually beef because it did not contain the uh, minimum percentage point of beef, whatever it was made up of, to be considered uh, beef, right? But yeah. it's still Taco Bell. It still tastes good. If you hadn't in a while, it's still great. So in that same way, this smattering of college football we get, it still tastes good. If I haven't had Taco Bell in forever and I'm drinking beer, yeah. it's like, hell yeah, count me in. But it's not beef. Okay, this Saturday is Taco Bell. Next Saturday is a restaurant with delicious queso, top shelf margaritas, mm -hmm. and then fajita mm -hmm. paint coming out and just, 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 just exciting the senses. But this week is still good and tasty at Taco Bell, but obviously it's not the real thing. Therefore, that's why we have week zero against week one. Love it. Anytime you can get some, some, some fucking Taco Bell analogy into discussing a uh, to football. I always give that an A plus. So I didn't really um, I've never had Taco Bell for my life. I will say that I've never had Taco Bell for those exact reasons of wait, wait, it's never. not real. Not one. Never. Not one time wow. in my many drunken nights in Athens, Georgia, was I ever knocking on the door of a Taco Bell looking for a little late night snack. What was never. the go to what was the go to drunken Walmart. uh Walmart. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Love Waffle House. Bacon Texas cheesesteak plate. Bacon Texas cheesesteak double plate smothered covered with a vanilla Coke mm. and a waffle on the side. Mm. Choo, she'll knock your mm. ass out. Also, uh, I too haven't had Taco Bell for years since one of those drunken shenanigans did irreparable damage to my <laughs> gastrointestinal tra tract. I don't think I've ever quite recovered from it. But um, but yeah, week zero. There you go. I hope you understand. Yeah. Uh, let's dive stupid. in. What's going on? I said, I still think it's stupid. Well, Wait, if, if you still think it's stupid after what I just explained, I have no choice but to say that you're stupid because I just right. like put it in layman's terms for you. Um, let's get into a little big 12 talk. Uh, you know, a lot of discussion on your social media, Aaron, about what's better, the big 12 of the ACC here on <laughs> snaps. We hold these truths to be self-evident. It is very clearly the big 12. In fact, yes. the big 12 and the big 10, I think are shockingly similar, except the big 12 is not quite as top heavy as the Big Ten is. Uh, that body spread out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, let's start, instead of starting with Texas, let's start with OU. Boomer Sooner, a fan base mm -hmm. that I've had my own tiffs with this summer, um, is saying that Lincoln Riley took, or excuse me, that Brent Venables took over a successful culture. Apparently, according to Oklahoma Sooner fans, uh, Lincoln Riley sucked, and the culture was awful, and Brent Venables has had to fix it. Aaron Murray, how do you think the Oklahoma Sooners are going to do here in 2023? They will be improved on defense. You know what the crazy thing is? I went back and looked at the stats of, of Oklahoma defensively with Lincoln Riley. And we think of the games where, you know, Baker and Kyler were having to put up stupid stats in order to win and, you know, offense, 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 and, and, and they didn't give a damn about defense. The last three years at Oklahoma defensively, Gave up in 2021, 25 points per game. In 2020, mm. 21 points per game. Mm -hmm. And then the year before that, 27 points per game. Last year, they gave up 30 points per game with a defensive-minded head coach. So Lincoln Riley, technically, who is this offensive genius who didn't give a damn about defense, was actually performing at a better clip huh. than Brett Venables, who is a defensive mind. So there, you, you can say a million things. And we've discussed this uh, last year with Roy Williams – the, the, the difference in culture, quote-unquote culture, the difference in structure of the defense, guys not playing fast, guys thinking a little bit too much, guys not being gaps on whatever that is. But that's still, at the end of the day, T, goes to coaching. Are you not coaching these guys in the correct way? Are you putting too much on their plate where they can't coach fast? Like, you have to take that into account as a coach. Like, hey, man, based on what I've seen in spring and summer and fall camp, my guys aren't playing fast with five days of insulation. So guess what? Maybe we'll just run three days of insulation because that to me allows them to go out there and play at a faster pace. So um, 
that is that is something that needs to get better this year. I think it will get better. And if that's solved, then yeah, this is a team that can win eight, nine football games. Uh, so I, I look, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Aaron, in terms of what needs to be highlighted here. And that is, uh, the defense. Like I don't give a shit about Dylan Gabriel. Okay. Dylan Gabriel is good last year. The offense is going to be fine, whatever. Um, and also like, because the, the sole question that I am trying to answer is, is Brent Venables that guy? Yep. We have no head coaching resume to pull from. Um, we, you know, have one year of sample size to pull from and admittedly it's awful like you said yeah. 112 oh, there you go fix your mic hell yeah dude 122nd out of 131 teams in the country let me repeat that again defensive line head coach 122 out of 131 mm. dead last in past even to the big 12 things that should be inexcusable when the only thing you supposedly care about is defense and so uh if i was an oklahoma fan that year one small sample size would be causing me to panic. Now, mm -hmm. we've seen him get a lot of elite transfers, uh, including like six D-line transfers alone. Um, we've seen him recruit very well. So yeah. I guess the 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 great kind of salvation here, the great saving uh, hope would be that he couldn't run what he wanted to last year because he didn't have the personnel. And now maybe that he's made over the personnel, he, he can. But like all I'm looking at, is the defense. I don't care what the no. offense can do. If because if he fixes the defense or at least makes them decent, uh Oklahoma will go nine and three year. They will yep. go nine and three. And if Oklahoma goes nine and three, then you can feel okay about Brent Venables, right? Nine and three with his recruiting acumen. I don't think Oklahoma's gonna be as dominant as they were under Riley, but they can at least still be relevant. Yeah. Under 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 Brent. Because like that's the the scary part for OU fans here is Brent Venables was so astoundingly bad in year number one that it becomes a question of relevancy. Mm -hmm. Like are are like 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 will you still be in the conversation of the 12 team playoff? Yep. And so this is a massive year for him to prove it's not as big a year for Venables as it is for Sark. We'll get to that in a little bit. But um I I I think I mean, the defense has to get better because there's nowhere to go but up. Um, but I'm not sure that I can grant them nine and three I, this year. I, but that I, would I be do, my goal. I, I do think the defense will be will be better. I think they just. I, I got. I have to give him too much credit as a defensive mind. Like he's proven to us, you know, during the course of his career that he can coach that side of the football. So I'll give him another year to build the roster how he wants it to to fit his scheme to go out there and execute. So defense will be better. I don't know how good the offense will be. I still think they are question marks on the offense. Like I do like Dylan Gabriel. Got to stay healthy. I mean, we saw a team that was was. I mean, it was incredible the, the the drop that they had, the games that Dylan Gabriel was not playing quarterback. So you got to keep him healthy because I don't know if you want. I know you had this big five star quarterback, uh, Jackson Arnold that you do like, but once again, yeah. he's just a freshman. Are you going to rely on Jackson Arnold? If something does happen to Dylan Gabriel, who's not the biggest of, of individuals, he's just not a big guy, if he gets banged up. So, number one, got to keep him healthy. Two, I don't know if I love their skill. I mean, when you think of Oklahoma and you think of what they've been under Lincoln Riley for so long, you know, obviously the offense, you think of Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, you think of elite receiver play on the outside, scoring all these points up and down, fast-paced basketball and grass, that kind of mentality. And, and I look at them and I see Dylan Gabriel, who's a good quarterback, wouldn't say elite. And you look at their receiving core and I would say they're okay. There's nothing to me that is screaming excitement, sexy, first round, second round talent. Like they, this is going to be because of the scheme and because of the fact that, you know, I think they're, they're still better than most teams in that conference will be a good offense. This will not be an elite offense. I do think the defense has to massively upgrade if they're going to want to compete in a way to get close to nine or 10 wins. This isn't just a, a, a defense get a little bit better and we're going to all of a sudden flip a switch and we'll be competitive versus Texas. We'll be competitive versus Texas Tech. We'll be competitive versus Kansas State and Kansas. Like, no, defense has to get better. And I think there's some question marks on offense that also have to show up to the table to let me know that this team can compete with the top two or three teams in the conference.
I think so there's a lot of question marks. Sounds about like to me, you're maybe predicting an offensive step back for Oklahoma. And if that's the case, and that obviously takes away from any defensive improvement. I mean, after talking to you, bro, I'm thinking eight and four yeah. is where I'm putting him uh preseason. Then I, I would not touch the Oklahoma. Wait, what's what's the Oklahoma over under nine and a half? Is that what you said Oklahoma, earlier? It's amazing. I was looking at win totals today, and I felt like everyone was right around like Clemson's nine and a half. I would smash the all over the teams, all the teams in the in in the Pac twelve are nine and a half. USC, Oregon, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. Oklahoma's nine and a half. I, I would take I would go under. under. I would, I would go under there because even nine and three feels like a very successful year. And Venables trying I mean, to kind of, hell of I think himself. if you get to nine, and three, I, I'm still not. I'm still not going to give him hell of a year though, Aaron. Because at I, the end I of the would. day, Oklahoma should still be markedly better from a pure talent perspective than the rest of the Big Twelve. Remember, Texas and Oklahoma, very obviously by a very large gap, the only teams in that blue chip ratio club, and they're and they're near the top of it. Like what, what do they have to get to? What do they have to get to in your mind? Because you brought this up a little bit to stay relevant as they get ready to join the SEC. Nine and three, nine and three, ten wins. Let's the say they're game. seven and five, eight and four. Is is Oklahoma going into Nebraska <laughs> mode? I mean, okay, we, we we've we've talked about it because you know our boss Colin kind of brought this up. If there's a team that that could go into the depths of being the next Nebraska, is it going to be Oklahoma? To me, this is a somewhat make it or break it year to to avoid even dipping your toe in that water. If you're I mean, seven I don't, five, do they do they does no. the brand start to disappear a little bit? No, 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 no. You you just you 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 call it like it is. Yeah. You hired a dud in Venables and you cut bait and move on. Uh it's 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 tough. I mean, LSU ring, cut ring, bait up. Wayne Kiffin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Ring, yeah, ring, yeah. Ring, I mean, right, like, like, there's a million different things you can do ring, here. Like, ring, what, 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 L- LSU, LSU, ring, ring, Josh Heupel. No, yes, no, no, nah, Heupel when it leaves Tennessee. It's his alma mater, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's true. It's his alma mater. I, but, like, at that point, like, a weekend Oklahoma, do you have that many? You have advantages in the Big 12. If you're in the SEC, do you really have advantage over Tennessee? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I you're still playing from Texas. Like, there, there's, but no, but hold on. Sense oh. of loyalty. There's a sense of loyalty to the school you went to. Like at the end, of, if I was a coach and I had an opportunity to coach an average Georgia football team, and I knew I got to go coach at my home, I would probably take that. This is such an awful, awful metaphor in so many different levels because you're would not you- a coach. They Oklahoma is not some average program. Like that's one of the most storied programs in history. And Georgia's not, a, not, not an average. I'm saying, like at the time of taking over, if 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 they were eight and four. No, I know. I five. guess what I'm saying though, who the fuck would it take? Like an Oklahoma you just or UGA said Hypo wouldn't leave Tennessee to go for because for he's at Tennessee. And I think that in with those teams in the SEC, that those are going to be relatively equal. Like you never said where you were before you took the Georgia job. Yeah, uh, that that would be the key know, to completing your metaphor. It's something about going back. Here's home. what I'll say, though. Here's something what I'll say. Back home. Here's what I'll say. Um, Oklahoma's never going to be Nebraska, though. I I I I think the key difference is they do have Texas, like Nebraska does not. We talk about geographical recruiting disadvantages. Yeah. Remember, we looked at this. We looked at A and M, Texas, and Oklahoma recruiting rankings of the past few years. All all three of them more often than not, are in the top 10. There's enough players to go around. Texas Tech is still good. Like, the Texas football economy remains undefeated. Uh, it's just that they hired a guy that's never been head coach before, and he may not be that guy. Yeah. And and so you have to – but what you do have to be willing to do is avoid the sunken cost fallacy. You know, eight and four, you need to have some real motherfucking conversations with yourselves if you think that this guy can be the guy to get you there. Because otherwise, you got to move on. I mean, look at LSU. Ed Ogeron goes 15-0, wins a national championship two years later. Out. Yeah. Right? Because because they they, they weren't going to take it. Oklahoma, what are you going to take? And who knows? Maybe Venables comes up big, goes 9-3, and three, and you can feel good about it going forward. I doubt it, but maybe so. You yeah, definitely yeah, have the talent yeah. to do so. Unless they're 6-6, six and six, maybe 7-5. They're not getting rid of Venables. 7-5 is fireable. 100% it should be. If it's not, they're cowards, and they'll suck. <laughs> uh, that's how you become Nebraska. That is um, true. Uh, well, I guess to speak positively, one guy, and again, I, I think they have way more inherent power than Nebraska does, uh, Oklahoma, so I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, but one transfer I do really like is DeJon Terry from Tennessee in the middle of that defensive line, 6'3", 321. Like, okay, Brent, 
you got your guys. Like I said, brought in 60 line transfers, added a ton of size. Don't talk to me about culture. Don't talk to me about deep. Like, no. fix it. You're a defensive coach that took over one of the most storied programs in, in history, full of four and five stars. You're in a conference where nobody's as talented as you, save for Texas, who absolutely demolished you. You're like, just do it. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't bitch at the media. Don't bitch about anything. Just, just win. Just you win, control baby. your destiny, Brent Venables. So we're saying uh, about nine wins, about eight, eight four, nine wins is success. Successful after season. talking to you about the lack of weapons, and it feels like last year on snaps was just this slow uh, discovery for me for how much weapons actually matter in today's game. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I feel like eight and four feels like. I mean, you look here. at their biggest rival, Texas, who may have the. I, I'm not going to crown the most talented because I do think Ohio State is. I think LSU, obviously, you guys are pretty talented as well. But Texas is probably top three or four in the country when it comes to, to playmaking and building on the outside. Oklahoma is towards the middle of, of their conference when it comes to playmaking on the outside. Mm. Mm. And you don't have like a, you know, you don't have a game changer at quarterback mm -hmm. in the defense like the last year. I Look, OU fans, I hope, you know, mm. I hope it works out. Um, Aaron, let's move on to Snap's favorite team, the Texas God. Longhorns. Hey, check it out. I've got a new saying. It's a classic saying. Uh, if you get fooled once, shame on them. If you get fooled twice, shame on you. If you get fooled thrice, congratulations. You are now a successful college football analyst. Because yeah. all these assholes are out here buying into Texas once again. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many times these toddlers have been burned by the cast iron pot. They're reaching their bearskin hand out once again because I'll be damned if that food doesn't smell good on that it pot. I mean, it's, 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 it's this is this is the and I'm being dead ass serious here. I'm not joking when I say this. Dead ass, bruv. Sorry. This this is. And I, you're going to say, oh, well, Texas recruits well. And oh, Texas always, they've never had, they haven't had this type of talent on this roster in a decade. Okay. This is the most talented roster they've had, and they've built it the right way. They're really good at the line of scrimmage. Defensive line is, 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 is going to kick ass. Um, yeah. I think it's, they're returning their entire offensive line. Uh, they are good in the spots that we know you need to win. It's been proven. Where, where's where's where did Alabama dominate during their run? They dominated the line of scrimmage. Where's Michigan flipped the switch on Ohio State? They've dominated the line of scrimmage. Where's Georgia dominated? They've dominated the line of scrimmage. They've had one of the best offensive lines. They've had like guys like Jordan Jenkins and and, and um, uh, Jalen Carter. Like you have to win the line of scrimmage, and Texas has been a little bit soft, and I think Sark has found a way to one, bring back the entire offensive line, upgrade a defensive line unit. They're going to be really good at the line of scrimmage. Like that gives me confidence right off the bat. They're not going to get pushed around. Mm -hmm. Then you throw in Quinn Ewers, you throw in the receivers I just talked about, uh, Jalen Catalan and the secondary they got from Arkansas. Take away the logo, which I know you have such a tough time to do. This is a really damn good uh, roster. No, this is no, a no, hell no, of a no, roster. No, 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 this no, is no. the most awful talented point. roster no, no, awful Texas has had in a awful. decade. Awful dismount. You had you had such a good point going until you said take away the logo because that's know, the entire you point. Can't. You, you can't. can't, and that's the problem yeah. is that Texas is so far up its own ass that it can't no. see the sun. That's the issue here. It's not that Texas doesn't have talent. Of course they do, and it could be the best team in a decade. What does that translate to? Nine and three instead of eight and four. Like my problem with Texas is they're soft in the biggest moments. They are soft, and that's something that does not always correlate to talent, right? The ability to win one-score games, the ability to do the hard things that it takes to become a champion in the offseason. You know what makes you softer? Money. You know Why do they say wooden clogs on the way up, silk, silk slippers on the way down? This is a silk-slippered Texas football team. Uh, I'm, look, hmm. Mm. I Okay, let me let me. Y'all all know that I, I just feel that in the end, Texas is going to defy all logic and not get it done because Steve Sarkeesian's resume kind of proves that he has an inability to get it done. I also think that Texas right now just does not have the culture to win the close games to do the hard things that it takes to win a championship. But I've talked about all this. So allow me a new angle here, Aaron. Please Something do. I want you Please to do. think about. 
And it's not to, I am not berating Texas here because everyone thinks that Texas should be good. And it's enough to, you know, make me start to wonder, am I the asshole? Am I the wrong one on Longhorns? Yeah. Maybe I am. But what I want to focus on, look at the amount of pressure on Steve Sarkeesian this year. His entire life has been leading to this moment. He's had massive opportunities before he has failed or foiled those opportunities. He's gone on the comeback trail, having to grind his way back to this moment. Like I said, major setbacks, even larger comebacks. And if you don't get it done this year, you ain't getting another chance. This is it. If you don't get it done this year, you are going to be relegated to coordinator for life status. If you can't win with this team at Texas in this conference, then it will be official. You can never win anywhere. And make no mistakes. If they fail, the blowback against Texas will be awesome. And I don't mean in like a positive and negative way. Not that, not that. See, you're smiling. I'm not saying awesome. Like I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, like the literal definition of awesome where it's like it, 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 it overawes you because there are so many people that believe in Texas and what do sports writers and analysts hate more than anything else being wrong. And when you're wrong, what do you do? You look for a scapegoat. You look for somebody to blame who should and will shoulder said blame Steve Sarkeesian. Oh yeah. So not only is his entire life's work on the line this year, his entire career in a lot of ways, but if he fucking fails, there is going to be a astronomical storm of shit heading his way. And I don't know about you, but I don't think Sark does very well under pressure. Look at the mm-hmm. one score record. Look at him berating the PA before the game last year. He thought his asshole was tight this year. It's about to be tight enough to make coal into a diamond. Unfortunately, I think it's going to remain a piece of coal if you're talking about this Texas Longhorn team. I just, it's, I, I just don't believe in him. Hey, give me a record prediction. What, what's Texas end of the year? I think they're eleven and one. Uh, nine they and three. Biggest, they have their, they have their biggest games for them besides Alabama, but conference games. They have their biggest games at home, which is, which is huge. You get Kansas State at home. I, I'm, I'm not a believer of TCU this year. I know that one's on the road, and you get Texas Tech at home at the end of the season. You get Kansas at home. Obviously, yeah. Oklahoma games a neutral site. It's like. The problem is you can't play this game with Texas because all the losses are logical. You could have looked at the schedule last year and said the exact same stuff. Two years ago, said the exact same stuff. It's all logical because it never makes sense. Best team. Um, I think they're good enough. With with everything going on right now in Alabama and the fact that we we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, that all of a sudden looks like Jalen Miro is is possibly going to be that guy. I don't. I I I am chugging and I'm, I'm about to. I should buy a damn Texas flag to put in my office somewhere. I kind of feel like Texas has more and more of an opportunity in that game uh, to win it. I think it's like a, it's less than a seven point. There's seven, less than a seven point dog heading into it yeah. as of right now on the as road. As it should be, as it should I be. Know. Again, Vegas loves Texas because Texas should be good. They should we, be good. We are talking about a college football paradox, a team that defies logic in terms of its results based on its makeup. Um, can we make I a think, snap bet? Because because you and I are we're, we're so opposite on this compared to any other team in America. Yeah, I mean you were on you were on the the. I'm alone the, out the, here. You know? What do you want? I'm, I'm what do you want? What, ten wins over under ten uh, wins. I've already I have been very upfront from day one. I'll give them the bowl game, and I think they go nine and three in the regular season. If Texas goes ten and three, I'll accept the loss. Right. I'll eat the shit. Bucks? Even though, to be fair, that's still underperforming. But whatever. Um, I'll take that loss. Okay. 10 wins. Deal. Yes. hundred bucks. hundred bucks. I'm going to spend that money on so much Chinese food. Mm. <laughs> I cannot fucking mm. wait. Uh, biggest surprise in the big 12. Then we're going to move on. It's been too long in this biggest surprise in the big 12. Uh, I, I, Texas tech. I, I mean, are they really, yeah, it's, it's, that, that, that's a I chalk mean, answer. And that's where I'm at I, too. Yeah, I mean they're going to be really good though. I mean, it's yeah, I not the, like the the Red Raiders heading into the season. To me, you know, they're good enough to win the conference. I, I'm not buying once again. I'm not, I'm not going to buy TCU. I think last year was Bro, all TCU's the start of the line, dude. A lot of I good know, transfers. I know. I think they just. I think they, they take a step back. I think that was just the most perfect season. You, I don't love the new teams coming in. You know, I don't think they're going to really make it. 
I don't believe in Kansas. I know you kind of do a little bit because of the well, Kansas spot, is fun, but they're not going to fight for the yeah. conference. I think Texas Tech's the only one outside of out of the the two big boys that have the elite talent. Oh no, Kansas State, dude. Kansas State, come on, you can't just bail on yeah. Cleveland. I fuck it. I think Kansas State or TCU. I think one of those teams is going to win the Big Twelve. So you're not you're not on the Red Raiders at all. Not to win the Big Twelve, just to be sought. I like I'm I'm liking I'm investing in Texas Tech futures. As Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12, I think Texas Tech is going to slot in right next to Kansas State, TCU, maybe Baylor as the teams that are going to be competing for that conference title. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm more of a Texas Tech futures kind of guy. But I love I love the OC. Uh, I love getting Tyler Show back uh, for a, a full year, hopefully uninjured this year. He ended last year really strong. So, uh, no, but look, I, I think we're I think we're down in TCU, man. Last fourteen years, seven of them they finished top seven in the country at the end of the uh, year. Half of the last fourteen years, three or four times they've been in the top three. So, like, w- when are you going to fucking start respecting them, like you do Texas? Unbelievable. Um, and then I just believe in Cleveland and Kansas State. So yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Pac-12, which, in my opinion, Aaron, the most wide open conference. I could talk myself into USC. I could talk myself into Oregon. I'd talk myself into Washington. I could talk myself into Utah. I don't see another conference out there in America. You talk yourself into Oregon State if you wanted to. Ah, I can't quite do that because they lost so much. Defensively. Defensively. But I love Oregon State. I just can't get there with them. But still, whatever. Four teams, five teams, still way more than any other conference that you could talk yeah. your way into. Aaron, who wins this thing? God, I'm, 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 I'm less optimistic about Washington than you are. Unless I like Penix Jr. I love the receivers. Obviously, they just lost one of their running backs yesterday to a season and injury. Um, we talk about issues on defense. They had just as many issues on defense, and 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 there was improvement through the offseason. But I think USC made bigger improvements when it comes to elite talent on the defense side of the football. Yeah, like guys that that can play on Sunday. Where you're like, okay, if you can put it together, which I'm hoping they do, I think their defense will rise faster than Washington. And I think Caleb Williams, for how good Michael's Penix Jr. is, I think Caleb Williams is just that much better. He's a transcendent mm-hmm. football player. So I, I, that's why I'm kind of pushing Washington aside. I think Oregon's a, is going to be a complete football team, though. You look at Bo Nix, you look at what they returned to the skill position. You know, I know they lost a lot of offensive line, but they went out there and, and, and added three big time transfers at the offensive line position. Everything you're hearing from camp is the offensive line is going to be fine. They're seven, eight deep, they will be good there. And and Dan Lanning and his background as a defensive guy and a defense coordinator that you know the defense will improve. So to me, it's a two man race between USC and Oregon, and Oregon right now. I, I don't have Washington in it. Um, I don't have Utah in it. I think any worries two. about Kenny Dillingham not being at Oregon because both yeah. at Auburn and Oregon, Bo Nix is at his best yes. when Kenny Dillingham is pulling the strings. I am a little bit concerned there, but I think Bo Nix has played enough football where I think he's. I've seen enough of him to know that he can manage it. He's he's, he's a football kid. He he grew up with, you know, sucking the teat of a football since he was one years old. The guy knows X's and O's. I think he can handle a little bit of a change after playing forty eight games of college football. That's kind of funny. So he just started breastfeeding at one. Yeah, like he wasn't sucking the teat pre one at one years old. That's well, when no, he, no. he was sucking the teat, but that one, the mom was you know tired of him sucking her teeth. So oh, then he just, she, gave him the yeah. she plays the football. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know what? I thought I was calling you out, and now I'm the asshole because that actually makes perfect sense from a timing yeah. perspective. So I apologize, Aaron. That's a great call. Um, focusing on Oregon here, Texas Tech week two in Lubbock. Weird game. Weird game. Weird. Oregon wins. But week two's early, you know, a lot to work on. You know, you always improve the most between week one and week two. Sure, yes. But week two, you still got a lot of improvement left to be done. And Lubbock's weird. Just something to watch there. Um, You get USC, Oregon State at home, Utah, Washington on the road. So a bit of a wash when you're talking about the big four that you're going to have to go against. I I can feel some momentum moving Oregon's way in terms of being the Pac-12 favorite. But as much as I like Dan Lanning, when you compare it to the Caleb Williams Dan Lanning, com- or excuse me, Caleb Williams like Riley combination, I I no. still have to choose USC. No, I would still win, choose USC. to win the Pac-12 here. Yeah, I'm with you. I would still choose USC. It's still amazing to me that these Vegas has no essentially no team in the Pac-12 going to a going to the playoffs. Well, because they're all going to fuck each other. I know it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm hoping. 
Caleb, if Caleb just becomes even a little bit better, just just a tad bit better, to me, they have the opportunity to. to How are to USC's weapons this year, Aaron? That, I mean, you lose Jordan Addison. You lose. Um, they oh, got the top kid from Arizona back. who led the Pac-12 in receptions. Okay. You you're, you're you're good at the running back position. You got the kid from USC to the other USC um, to replace Die. Travis I think Adams. receivers they'll be fine. Um, you know, are they going to be Ohio State? Are they going to be Texas? Are they going to be LSU? You know, I don't think they're, but they also have, once again, a quarterback that can can make those guys better, a guy that can extend the play, a guy that can put the ball in the money anywhere on the football field. So, And you have the best offensive mind as, as the play caller as well. So I think between Caleb and Lincoln and, and a couple of the top weapons, I'm not worried about the offense. This offense will be just as good, if not better, than they were last year. This is just – it's straight on the defense. Can you go from 29 yeah. points a game to 24 points a game? That's it. That's yeah. all you got to do. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up, right, for this you defense. Like They should be better. Alex Grinch, as you, you said, at Oklahoma was – USC or Oklahoma. Um, USC. Uh also, the Big 12's got an even that, that, worse. Now that, now that, now that, to me, sorry to bring back Oklahoma, but if 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 you're Brent Venables and in year two you are seven five eight and four and you look over at USC and and Lincoln Riley and say they win the the Pac 12 and their defense improves to about twenty four points per game, it's a bad that's, feeling. That that that, that is when get really pissed off, <laughs> and you may see him get that axe before they move to the sec like they're they're gonna have an eye on usc in that defense and they're yeah, gonna see as they should as I they absolutely should yes now now for me with the usc defense so i will say this because i'm getting a lot of shit on the home front for being a little trojan boy um bear alexander anthony lucas you know these big time recruits out of high school fucking prove it okay alex yeah. grinch oh yeah go prove it i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here again because it, it's almost impossible to be worse Go prove it. But for me, USC, it's quite simple, really. Best quarterback in the country, top five coach in the country. That's going to solve 99% of your problems right there. Yes. Um, what doesn't, though, Aaron, the only thing that gives me pause is I think USC maybe has the hardest stretch of schedule in the entire country. Um, they have an early bye week, like after week three, which always mm -hmm. sucks the worst. Then, look at this. To close out the year, Aaron, at Notre Dame, home Utah. At Cal, who they struggled against last year, yep. home Washington. At Oregon, UCLA. That is a six-game stretch with no real breaks. Cal, the closest to a break, but it's away, and it gets a yeah. traditional rival. Like That's awful, and I don't think USC can handle that to the tune of a playoff appearance. So but you're, you're, can, thinking no, you're, thinking no, you're thinking no playoff appearance for a Pac-12 team. like a two-loss Pac-12 champion, USC. But if they can handle that, Caleb Williams wins Heisman again for the second year in a row. Well, Jake Butt in our butt session, <laughs> I thought said it well. What? I mean, <laughs> the only way for him to win the Heisman, because you know, Dan Mullen kind of laid it out for us yesterday on the show, which he's like, it's it's impossible. If Tebow couldn't have won it twice, no one's gonna win it twice. What well, if if you do lead USC to a playoff appearance and then you would obviously have to win the Pac 12 to get there. If USC is 11 and 1, 12 and 0, wins the Pac 12. And you put up the same same stats you did last year. Someone else better have one hell of a season to overthrow you, because then at yeah. that point, I think you have to you have to vote him as the Heisman winner. Like you said, well, he left that little carrot of there's still something left to be achieved. Take by butt. And if I do that, plus put up the stats, it's hard to argue with that at that point. It's a good butt take, Jake. Great butt Jake. take. Um, Colorado, we got to talk about him because you know prime effect. Uh, Randy Cross. You know who Randy Cross is, Aaron? I love Randy Cross. Randy Cross, a legend. See, oh, yeah, that's right. CBS. Yeah. Uh, lives in Georgia. You know, yeah. I used to grow up uh, with a maxine neighbor. But um, Randy Cross saying T that Colorado is going to beat TCU week one. I don't agree, but again, Randy's a college football Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl <laughs> champion of those legendary Niners team played center. I'd say he knows way more football than I'll. He'll forget more than I'll ever know. So if you, if you, so so the prime hype is not just like us, you know, my dumbass never played in the NFL rotational O lineman self saying this. Like these are some legends of the game 
of buying into Colorado. That said, you look at Colorado's schedule, it looks like a guaranteed one and four start. You got 50 50 games in Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona, Washington State. So you got to be, I, I guess I, I kind of approach this where I remember I put a big bet on them to go over four and a half one day this offseason when I got excited. That's, I might as well have burned that money. There is no fucking chance Colorado's getting to five wins. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm not going to put it past them to possibly win one Show of those first two games. Show me the What's wins. That? Show me the wins. Show me the wins. They have five, five, rank, five ranked teams. I on do think, I do think there's LA. enough talent on the roster to split one of the first two. But I will say the first two are losses. Or Colorado State's the first one. I'm, I'm. It is more likely than not that they're one and four, like you. Yeah, to. that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, one and four. So where, where are four more wins? Yeah, try they to can beat Stanford. They can beat okay. Arizona State. That's three. Okay. Uh, they can beat Arizona. That's four. And it's going to be at Washington State. On exactly. Night. So you want them to go four and four in their 50-50 games. That's my point. You want them to go four of four in the 50-50 games. Like, yeah. I think Arizona State with Kenny Dillingham is kind of interesting. Jaden Rashada, our guy, just got named a starter. Is over Jaden Delora. No, no, no. Oh, no. Jaden Arizona. Jane Arizona, my bad. Yes. No, shout yeah, out Jaden Rashada. I don't love that at all. The little what? twig of a quarterback. Okay, okay, relax, relax. Hey, it's a great story. All I'm saying is it's a great story. Everybody was shitting on him, and he went out there and he earned the starting job. Kenny yeah. Dillingham's got a bit of a quarterback whisper resume. Like, I guess the point: Washington State was really good last year. Cam Ward's a great quarterback. Jaden Delore, Arizona's a great quarterback. Yeah. I don't think Stanford's going to be that good, but I like their head coach, the offensive theorist, the madman. So my point is, you're telling me for me to win my bet. Colorado's got to go four of four on the 50 50 games. I just don't. Feel I good think, I think here. the key, I think the key to winning the bet is they have to win. They have to split one of the first two games. Here's my question to you. That's it. Maybe Shadur is, is that guy in the P five. Maybe he's not. Maybe Dion brought Louie. Maybe he brought, you know, Chinatown knockoffs. If they go four and eight, how should it's Colorado fans feel? Okay, that's a hell of a season. Okay, you think so? Okay, I think I think four and eight is 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 incredible. I don't. I don't think if Shadir plays well, out of control. I can't give them if Shadir plays well and you're four and eight. But you guys, guess what? If if you're if you're Deion Sanders and you have four and eight in your first season, you know a team that was average loss of twenty eight points per game last season, which is just crazy. One eleven lose by average twenty eight points. It's unheard of. You go four and eight, and you show some some sort of competitiveness, and and games. You're about to enter the Big Twelve, which will be at that point significantly easier than the conference you're in right now. I think you can sell that. I think he's still going to be a hell of a guy on the recruiting trail. Has another off season of bringing guys in the portal. Has yep. another off season to bring in guys when it comes to high school rankings. I think you think I think that's a win for Colorado. Okay, I think okay. I think I think. I would. I was gonna say three, but I don't. I think three is a lot. I think I think four. I think four is a win. It cannot be three. You're celebrating that Deion Sanders has us going the right direction next season. If you go four, I have a great feeling that 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 Colorado is going bowling the following season. Um, so four, four, four would be the minimum of what you need to see. Okay, that's that's probably fair. Uh, real quick, I want to before we close out our Pac-12 talk, I do want to say this. Even though my mind is with USC, my heart remains with Washington. I'm left-handed. I love Michael Penix Jr. He's left-handed. All him and Kalen DeBoer do when they get together is just sling the fucking rock. Mm. The only thing that's holding me back is they open with Boise, which again, I don't even know how good Boise is, but because I grew up when I did, like if you're my age range, you just probably will always think that Boise's good. Yep. Uh, so they open with Boise week three. They're at Michigan State, which is really how they kind of started to assert themselves last year. But still, you know, it's not an easy game that early on. Um, and then to end the year, they have nearly as bad a stretch as USC does. They're at USC, home Utah, at Oregon State, home Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tough. And and again, you mentioned it, but it's the awful, awful, awful omen of losing running back Cam Davis for the year as a true freshman yep. last year, had 13 touchdowns on the ground, 500 yards, averaged five yards a carry. Um, they also lost a start, lost a starting you know, lineman for the entire year. So, you know, to win these things, especially in a conference like the Pac-12, you got to have luck, and that's just an awful start for the Huskies. Yep. But that is where my heart is, okay? I bleed purple and burnished gold. Know that, Washington fans.
Like, I think USC is going to win, but fuck him. Okay. I don't want to be doing B for victory. Okay. I want to be barking. I'll be howling at the moon with you. Right, this, this is my goal the entire season right here, T Bob. Right here. Right here. Just yeah. Sh- yeah. That, and that exactly. Yeah. Look at that. Aaron's doing some finger play. He's switching back from horns. He, he fell into a shocker. He was switching back and forth from uh, horns up to the wolf pack, you know, husky kiss sign. And he uh, and he accidentally fell his way into the shocker, which, uh, you know, who hasn't? It's yeah. Natural. It's just natural. Who among us has not? And that is it. N- no, we still have the SEC to do tomorrow. We have the ACC we as do. well, right? SEC no, and ACC tomorrow. Am I crazy? We did the ACC. Okay, just the SEC on tomorrow's snaps. Real quick, uh, Brum, you're welcome to come in here. It's time for a spoiler-free Ahsoka review. As uh, we got new Star Wars yesterday, guys. Ooh, about I'll let you go first. Of new Star Wars, I would say this. Um, first off the bat, production values through the roof. Good. Looks like it belongs on the big screen, one thousand percent, like in a movie theater. Um, you can really feel. Dave Filoni's animation background. Every single shot is just a beautiful composition where I'm like, God damn, I want that poster in my room. Um, I hate to be reductive because everybody seems to be having this war between Andor and Ahsoka. They're both great. I fundam- yeah, I think fundamentally they're doing very different things. Andor is written by Tony Gilroy. Okay. Yes. That is a man who has an Oscar. I think maybe multiple the Oscars. Writer of Michael Clayton. Just yes, which is di- like and Jason and uh, the Born Identity, slightly different yeah. than Dave Filoni, and, who wrote The Last Airbender. And like and like all my all my like writer friends talk about Michael Clayton like it's the best written screenplay of all time. So yes. like you know let's let's give like so yes is Andor have more maybe mass appeal? I would say so. I think it's better written. But if you love Star Wars and if you loved Rebels, like if you're into the mythology. This is Dave Filoni's magnum opus, and it's such a strong start. And Rosario Dawson jumps off the page. Um, I wasn't sure about Hera and Sabine at first. Ended up loving them by the end. Um, it's it was it was fantastic, man. I thoroughly enjoyed my two hours with it. I completely agree. Two hours. It's two it was, yeah, two episodes. Just okay. fifty minutes okay. and forty-five minutes. Gotcha. Oh hell yeah, tonight, baby. No, I, I loved it. Uh should Aaron it's either that, that or the Swamp Kings? I'm just. I'm sorry debating. to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt here, Brum, but I need your intent put on this. So, Aaron, you've never seen the cartoon Rebels, right? I have not. Should Aaron watch some sort of YouTube Rebels primer before he goes into Ahsoka? No, because they they bro they do just like pick up from where Rebels left off. Yes, though. pretty shameless. Like. I, so actually, maybe Aaron don't, and you can report back on what it feels we can, like. We to can be uh, we can catch you up out there with the a ether. fifteen minute YouTube primer. We'll find something for you. It's quite easy. Well, well, well but actually, now I want to do a science experiment. Same. I want I want Aaron to watch without watching the primer. See what he thinks it about be like it. Like watching Star Wars in its original way. Uh, kind of, yeah. Because they look in New Hope. They were, you know, like uh, in the Clone Wars. I knew your father. And <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. And, Later, those I mean, Ahsoka has been introduced. It's not like you don't know who the character yeah. is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it is, you know, it is some rebels, ass rebels, which is yes. good. Uh, okay, sorry, Brad. Now continue with your spoiler free. No, it's great. No, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm excited for it to continue. Um, I think the, um, I thought all the reveals about the villains were interesting. Yes, and I'm excited to watch every week. I think so. Um, who is the actor who played Titus Pulo on Rome? That passed. Uh, Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. It's such a weird feeling. Um, and, and first and foremost, the loss of a life and one who, you know, I, I've enjoyed so much watching his work is always a bummer. For This is going to sound so dumb uh, because it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, obviously. But in terms of being a pure Star Wars nerd, it's really weird to have only seen this character for a few minutes, already think he's like one of the coolest Star Wars characters that's come out in years, and then already be bummed that his yeah, that his storylines like who that his storylines are now are now limited. So shout out Ray Stevenson uh, just jumps off the screen like always. Um but yeah, fantastic, man. I can't I can't wait to watch this. A bit slower paced yes. than I was thinking, but they pull it off. I agree. And excellent action though when it pops off. So Ahsoka uh, looks like snaps gives it a recommendation. Aaron, I'm interested to see what you think. I, I might check out Swamp Kings, but 
I've heard it's basically just a Florida puff piece. Yeah. Which which has value. I'm not saying that doesn't have value, but they did kind of market themselves as like, we're gonna get in the shit. And then they don't step any shit. Well, yeah, the, 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 the players don't want to be talking shit about their teammates. No, and I wouldn't either, to be clear. Yeah, if somebody I came to me for an LSU thing. documentary, I would only say positive things. Yes. Like, you would never catch me uh, copying to any drama. Everyone wants to watch it for Hernandez, and no one's going to talk about Hernandez. No, the problem is, and we, 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 and we have to go, the problem is the urban stuff. That's what people have a problem with. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's 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 almost like an Urban Meyer like celebration piece, like a – like yeah. a like a pumping him up as being almost like a victim piece is what I have heard. But I'll, I'll watch and come to my own conclusions. Again, I think there is value in telling a positive, you know, like telling that story about like how you built this incredible empire and and having it mainly all be positive. It's just that I think the friction comes in is that's not really how it was presented, and they yeah. ignore some large large uh, drama that was there simmering underneath the surface. Uh, look, if you want to get involved in snaps, youtube.com slash at volume snaps, shout out amp. We're on amp every day, live, download the app, come hang out with us the times a little moving target, but generally it's around 2 PM Eastern, 1 PM central. Um, and remember if you comment on the YouTube channel, we'll pick your opening comment. If it's good enough, funny enough, whatever. And, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, just Google snaps, podcast, rate it, review it. Oh, I need to check the reviews. I'll do that for tomorrow. And a huge thank you to, uh, you, Aaron Murray. A huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, who you just heard, as well as Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Chris Tran, Danny Cardenas, the whole Snaps team here. Huge thank you to Papa Colin and the volume. Shout out the volume signing Shannon Sharp. Big news, Aaron. How about it, dude? Of us and Club mm. Shay Shay now partnered up together. And uh, there it is again. Uh, that furry Murray Purry. And uh, but the biggest of all, thank you as always to those who listen and share with their friends and hit the like buttons and sub to the channels and do all the annoying things that everybody asks you to do in this content-based game. But we love you all the more for it. We'll love you. And we'll wrap up our Power 5 preview tomorrow with some SEC predictions. See you then for a brand new episode of Snaps. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.